0: So hey there friends, welcome to episode 212 of Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. Today we're talking about motivation. We are talking about an equation for motivation that I think is going to be really helpful. Hi, and welcome to Self-Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live, and move through a lens of self-kindness. We'll look at the ways self-kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness, and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. This is not the Time that we've spoken about motivation, and I pretty much guarantee it will not be the last because motivation is such a funny thing. It's one of the most common things that people talk to me about. One of the most common things that people say is one of their struggles when they join me inside the self kind hub or when they are talking to me about, you know, what it is that they want. And I am not immune to this either. Motivation is something that I absolutely have struggled with over time as well. And to an extent still do. And so it is a conversation that I think we will have time and time again. The hard part is that we kind of feel like we need to wait for motivation in order to do the things that matter to us. We want to feel like going for the walk. We want to feel like doing the things that we say we want to do. And the problem is that a lot of the time we just straight up do not feel like it. And what we're going to talk about today is the fact that feeling like doing something is not necessary to still want it and wanting it isn't necessarily the only thing that you have to consider when deciding about, you know, deciding whether or not you're going to do the thing or not we can have this sort of put to us as though it's a very simple equation of you want it, go do it no matter what. Or we experience it as a very kind of binary thing of like, well, I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to do it. I do feel like it, so here we go. And I believe there's a lot of space in between those extremes where we can be more curious and we can kind of negotiate that space between what is true for us in the moment and what it is that we want to then make really good decisions for ourselves about when we move towards what it is that we want and when we choose not to. So that's the equation that we're going to be talking about today. And it's funny because when it comes to motivation, we don't really rely on it for everything in our lives. I don't know anyone who waits to be motivated to brush their teeth or have a shower or even necessarily get up and go to work because those things have just become such a sort of rote part of what we do. We do it because we've always done it and we're in the habit of doing it. So we know that we don't necessarily need motivation to show up for things that matter to us. But when it comes to doing something new and when it comes to doing something that is kind of purely for our own wellbeing and that hasn't been drummed into us from the age of two when we started, you know, having to brush our own teeth, it somehow becomes so much harder. It's the yoga class that we say we keep wanting to do, but not showing up for. The classes that we sign up for, but then don't have the motivation to attend. The, you know, painting course that we've always said we wanted to do, but never find the time for. These things seem so much harder to show up for. And we seem so much more reliant on this idea of motivation to move us towards them. And I think there's a few reasons for this. I think that self care can really feel And be messaged to us as though it's selfish. And so there's a lot of like muck to wade through to get to that point where it feels easy, free, available. Self care also often feels additional and optional in our day in a way that work and personal, like hygiene, brushing your teeth and having a shower, do not. It also doesn't tend to come with any external accountability we can build that in for sure but it doesn't tend to exist in the same way as those other things. We don't really have anyone kind of tapping us on the shoulder or checking in with us during the day to say, "Hey, how, how are you looking after your mental health today? How are you looking after your physical well-being? Have you been for that walk?" All of those things. Whereas if we don't show up for work, someone's going to notice. If we don't brush our teeth, we might feel a little self-conscious about our breath, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so there is that sort of missing piece of something external to us driving us, which is interesting, right? When the drive is purely for our own well-being, that that is so much harder for us to show up for. I think also sometimes moving in the direction of self-care can be kind of confusing because the payoffs sometimes are really quick. Sometimes we feel awesome in the immediate moment. And other times the payoffs are much longer term. And so we kind of, it's almost like we almost don't notice the impact that these things have on our mental health and our mental well-being and our physical well-being until we stop or until we start and notice, oh, I didn't know I could feel like this. And this idea of like only being accountable to ourselves. A lot of people are externally motivated, right? Some people are internally motivated, a lot of people aren't. And so knowing that sometimes that internal motivation or that internal drive is just a little harder to come by for some people is really important as well. But here are a couple of truths. Yes, it is hard sometimes, can be tricky to show up for self-care, but motivation isn't really what you're looking for. I think we have got this idea confused. The way that we talk about motivation, the language that we use around it, that's not what you're looking for, and we're going to dive into that a little bit more. The other truth is that you are not the problem, and yet, it's going to be you that has to choose to do something differently if you want something to change. And there's that piece of personal responsibility, but with a recognition that like you're swimming uphill sometimes. Swimming uphill? Is that even possible? I don't know. You are swimming against the stream in a lot of ways because this is not how society is set up. This is not how we're raised. This is not what we're taught. And so, no, it's not a you problem. And, you know, yes, sometimes we have to be the ones that choose to do something differently. Often that is the case in order for something to change for us. So let's talk about what motivation is and what it isn't. If you actually look up the definition of motivation, it's a reason or reasons for acting or behaving in a particular way. Now, this is interesting because I think when we think about motivation as like, oh, I just don't, I don't, my motivation has left the building. My, um, Yeah, my motivation has left the building. That's something that we probably say. We are treating motivation as though it is a state, right? An emotion, a feeling, rather than being a reason for doing something, for taking an action. It's not a feeling or an emotion, it's a why. And so if we look at it like that, most of us do have motivation for showing up for self-care. We know what the why is. We know that it makes us feel more um, connected. We know it makes us feel less tense. We know it makes us feel more calm. We know it makes us feel, you know, fill in the blank. So we're not lacking a reason, but we are suggesting to ourselves that motivation is a state or even a trait, something that we are or we aren't. And that can get us a little bit, stuck. Because what if you never feel like that, right? What if that magical feeling that descends upon you every now and then is hard to find? Does it mean you're not motivated? I don't think it does. I think we're just confusing what motivation actually is. Now, to back up a little moment here, I made the comment that you're not lacking a why, But maybe you are, right? So this is the first place that we can look, is maybe we don't have a good why. Maybe we are not sort of looking at a why that is very grounded in reality. A lot of us have a why that is grounded in language that is more about shoulds. And when we should do something, we are operating through rules. We are operating through this is good that is bad. We are operating through the lens that if we do this thing, we're good. And if we don't, then we're bad. Now you might not use that language, but that's kind of what sits underneath the shoulds, right? Like that there's a rule to follow that there's the right way and that there's the wrong way. And so if because I should is your reason for wanting to move in the direction of self-care behaviors, then maybe it's not a good enough why. Maybe it's not a good enough motivation. What would be more interesting would be to get really curious about what your why is. Get really curious about the reason behind wanting to get to that yoga class, wanting to do that roller skating, wanting to take that singing lesson, whatever it might be. Why? Because it has to be more than I should. We're not five. We're not children who um are, you know, learning the the ways of you know, like I should brush my teeth at night so that my my teeth stay clean and healthy. We are grown adults who get to make decisions about what we need and what will serve those needs. So I'm just looking at my notes. If motivation is in a state and it's a reason or reasons for acting or behaving in a certain way, then we have to know what we want, Right. There is this common metaphor around navigation where we think about, you know, I want to go from where I am now and I want to go to the shopping center down the road. If I don't know how to get there, I don't even know which direction it's in. The map is going to be very little use to me until I have a direction or a destination. And it's very much like that with self-care as well. We want to know what direction are we heading in? We can't kind of go anywhere without that why. And so my suggestion around this is to make your self-care actions values-driven. Say you want to do more yoga, you want to do more exercise, you feel like you should walk more or run more or take up some new activity. Write down your reasons why, because nobody wants to do yoga just for the sake of doing yoga, right? We want to do it because we think it's going to make us feel a certain way. We think it's going to make us calmer or feel less tension in our body. We think it's going to help us reduce our pain or help us sleep better. We think it's going to probably make us better communicators because we'll be more calm and centered and connected, etc. We need to know our why and write it down. This helps us to get out of should language and should thinking and motivation-driven thinking into understanding what actually drives us. So what underlies those desires for self-care? What values? Self-care itself can be a value, right? You're moving in the direction of these behaviors because you value self-care, self-kindness, self-compassion, connection, all of these things can underlie that desire for moving in the direction of self-care behaviors. And so this is one half of the equation, understanding why. What is it that you want? The other half of the equation that I talked about is getting in touch with how you feel now. So if I read out the equation like it was a math problem, it would be what you want, in brackets, values driven, plus how you feel, present state driven, equals what you choose to do, which is your behavior and your self-talk. This is where we'll often, so the second part of that equation is where we'll often say, "Ugh, I just don't feel like it. I'm not motivated enough. And here's where we confuse wanting something with feeling like doing something. They are not the same. And yet we make them the same thing in our mind a lot of the time. If I don't feel like doing something, then I'm lacking motivation. But if you come back to the meaning of motivation being having a reason to do something, the reason why you might move towards something, then you're not lacking motivation if you know your why. But maybe there's something about your current state that you need to get curious about and that you need to pay attention to. The truth is your brain loves efficiency. It is very um, energy efficient to keep doing what you've always done. Repetition, repeating old patterns, it keeps things simple. It keeps our energy usage limited, right? Change is effortful. Even when you want to change, even when you want to do new things, change is effortful. And if we don't have ways of supporting ourselves through change, then our brain will just take us back to what we did yesterday because it's efficient. It's what we've done. The brain knows it. It feels safe. And so we have to recognize that there are going to be, res- there is going to be resistance to trying to move in new directions, whether it's new ways of thinking, new ways of behaving, new ways of acting, all of it will have some level of effort attached. Now, we can't argue with that, right? We can't be like, well, I'm just going to find some hack to make that not true. We've got to work with what we've got. And the reality of what we've got is an incredibly intelligent brain that loves to do things efficiently. So when we don't feel like taking that new behavior, taking that new action, thinking in that new way, partly the not feeling like it is our brain just reserving resources, right? Trying to be efficient. Let's just do it like we did yesterday. We know that way. Let's just do that. But if you have your why, if you understand your reason, then you're not lacking motivation but we have to put our current state together with our motivation our our reasons why to make a decision in the moment about whether moving in the direction of what it is we think we want or know we want makes sense for us today or not so i'm going to give this i'm going to give you an example of this because i feel like i'm talking in metaphor and i want to put it into more concrete terms so i have made the commitment that i'm going to walk every day I know that walking is good for my physical health. I know it is good for my mental health. I know I feel more clarity. I know I feel less pain. I know I feel more vibrant when I do that thing. So that is my goal, right? Walk every day. I wake up on Monday and I don't feel like walking. And I look at my why and I remind myself of why I want to do that. And then I look at my current state. And as I check in with myself, I notice that I just kind of don't feel like it. I'm lacking that feeling of motivation, even though I'm not lacking a why. And I just kind of would rather stay warm at home. But when I look, you know, check in and I notice, I think, you know what? I think that my why today is... Hang on, let me back that up. I think that how I'm feeling today, that not feeling like it, I have to trust in my why more than that because I don't feel awful. I'm not feeling bad. I just kind of don't feel like it, but I'm pretty confident that going for the walk is going to deliver on my why. So I go anyway because I want it despite not feeling like it. I wake up on Tuesday and I actually feel motivated and I go for the walk without much question. I wake up on Wednesday and I have a headache and my sinuses are blocked and my throat is burning and I think I promised myself I'd go for a walk today. And then we get stuck in the should. I should go for a walk because da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, but I feel awful and I... uh, uh. With this equation, what we're looking at is, okay, I understand my why, And I'm going to take into account my current state. I actually don't feel well. And at this point, following my why and going for the walk doesn't align with what I want in this moment because my current state is such that going for that walk doesn't align at at the moment, right? Doesn't mean that's going to be true tomorrow or in a week from now, but right now going for the walk isn't what I need. And so my values and checking in with my current state allows me to be flexible in the behavior that I choose to engage in. It also allows me to be flexible in the way that I talk to myself. So, in that example, right, where we've gone day one, don't feel like it, but pretty sure this is still the right way to go. Day two, actually feel motivated. Day three, I feel awful and I'm choosing not to go. And the language that I use to talk to myself about that can still be aligned with my why. So instead of being like, oh, I'm, you know, being a bit soft by not going for this walk today and being a bit, you know, precious, whatever, we can say things like, I'm making the decision today that it is actually more beneficial for my well-being to rest. And that's it right? No should, no guilt, no anything, because our values and our ability to get curious about our current state is going to lead us in the direction of what's supportive rather than just being based in like the rule of like, I walk every day, come rain, hail or shine. There is something to be said for discipline, for sure. But discipline can also be a way of avoiding checking in with what is really going on for us at any given time. And so, yes, we want a level of discipline. I think that there's great value in that, but discipline without flexibility can be very punishing. So that's the equation. What do I want? How do I actually feel? Equals how I'm going to choose to behave, speak to myself and act. I hope that that is a helpful equation I think that the tricky thing here is that, well, the the, the gift and the challenge with this is that flexibility, right? Because flexibility means that we have to be present. The flexibility of that equation lies in our ability to be present to how we are lies in our ability to question perhaps the rules that we've created for ourselves and to be more curious about our values, to be more curious about what supports us in the moment. And that's not as efficient. That's not as structured as just, well, I do this at this time and that's what it is, right? And there might be a level of that. Like I said, there may well be room for structure in this for you and discipline. But there is this a self-trust, I suppose, that starts to be developed within that flexibility because we are giving ourselves permission to be honest. We're giving ourselves permission to be curious. We're giving ourselves permission to play a little bit with what makes sense for us on any given day. And I think this is why having a toolbox of practices is so, so valuable Because maybe I do have the structure that says I want to move my body every single day and I feel terrible and know that going out for a walk isn't going to work for me today or even like doing like a 30-minute yoga practice isn't going to work. But I have this toolbox of breathing practices and mindful practices and mobility practices that actually meet me where I need to be met on that day. And so it's not just this all or nothing, it's walk or or nothing, it's go for a run or nothing. There's all this space in between to be able to pull upon and draw upon and select from tools that help us to meet ourselves where we're at. All right. I hope that lands. I hope that equation is one that you find really useful. What is it that I want? That's the why. Why? Combined with how is it that I actually feel, put them together, figure out what is the most self-kind, self-compassionate, self-honest approach to take, given all of that. You know, I love to hear from you so come and share your thoughts with me. You'll find me over on Instagram. I'm at Erica web underscore self kind. You can also email me Erica at Erica If you have any requests for future episodes, you know, I would love to hear them. And if you're curious about working with me one-on-one or in a group setting to work through some of this stuff, you can find out how to work with me both in one-on-one counseling sessions and inside the self kind hub by clicking on the links in the show notes. All right. Until next week, friends, keep being kind to yourself. I will see you again really soon. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate, and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at Erica Webb underscore Self Kind you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website ericaweb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self-Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye.